Salutations, theologizers. Welcome to Quarantine Theobros 5000. I don't know what week it is. I don't know what month it is, what day of the week it is. But we are in the midst of the COVID-19 quarantine. Making our way through this new world that we all find ourselves in. And I am here virtually social distancing with my Theo bro, Ben. Hello, everyone. Yes, indeed. We are uh, we're basically in the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z right now. Uh, just an endless white void of nothingness. Um, the only difference is that instead of training, we're all just uh, laying around and getting fat. Pretty much. I have tried to keep working out throughout this quarantine, but it's tough. I've been doing it. Well, every good once in a good while. for you, Brett. That's just good for you. I'm not saying I'm doing a good job, but. I'm trying. So, Ben had a good idea for a mid-quarantine Theobros episode. Of course, our last episode was on the coronavirus as a whole. And this episode, we're going to take more of a quasi-humorist look at who we would want to spend quarantine with out of different categories, mostly related to theology and church. So this was suggested actually by my fiance Kaylee, not me. And as most listeners probably know, this has been a thing that's been going around on Facebook where people are picking different groups of people that they would want to spend quarantine with. So it's, it seems like it's kind of a variation on the classic, like, uh, who would you invite to your dinner party? You know, historical figures and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know this was a thing, but don't act like it's a given. I'm I'm out of touch with the most basic social media trends. I had no idea this was going on, but thanks for letting me know. I'll hop on the train, Brett. It's leaving the station. I'm, I'll try. Um, I also like how you framed this as uh, quasi-humor, so that way if anyone, uh, if we can't even get one chuckle out of someone, we can be like, it was just quasi-humor. It wasn't full-blown, unadulterated humor. It was quasi-humor. So take it or leave it as humorous. Yeah. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't. Maybe some stuff will land, other stuff will bomb. Most stuff will probably bomb. That's the nature of Theo Bros. In the, uh, in the evolutionary story of humor, Theo Bros is at the uh, slimy uh, half fish, half lizard uh, crawling into the mud out of the sea stage. Who is the Superman stage, Ben? The man who has harnessed all of the energy of the sun is living on mars and exploring galaxies far far away in the humor universe who who would that be oh man that's a good question who is who do i think is the funniest person of all time <laughs> uh, that's a tough question i feel like uh, steve martin is up there i think he's pretty late in the evolutionary development jerry seinfeld chris rock people like that so they're like the uber mention we're the slimy toad frog all right perfect uh so let's get into it ben uh why don't you throw the first category at us and we will both say and explain why we chose a particular person to be isolated with in our homes for an extended period of time in quarantine so who, what's the first category all right. So the first category is one uh, theologian or church father. A theologian or a church father. 
All right, Ben, since you've had days and weeks to ponder this question, who would who would you choose as your theologian church father you would want to spend quarantine with in your boxers, chilling, watching Netflix shows? Well, Kaylee only suggested this to me about an hour ago, so I actually haven't had that long to think about it. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I always, I always go back to Gregory of Nyssa. He's kind of my man in, in the early church fathers. Okay. Um, See, the thing with inviting uh, most of these church fathers to quarantine with you is they make you feel really bad about not living a kind of ascetical monkish lifestyle. Um, yeah. so, like Gre- so like Gregory of Nyssa would be like forcing me to eat, you know, um, a spoonful of rice and some vegetables once a day. And... Uh, <laughs> and otherwise be in deep contemplative meditation. So that's a lot of pressure, actually. Um, so maybe I should pick a theologian that's not a father, because they'd be a little more a little more on the weak side of that stuff. I could still eat my M&Ms and stuff. Yeah, but um, there's a big difference between who you respect as a theologian or church father and who you would want to hang out with as a theologian or church father. Well, with a more expansive definition of theologian or church father, uh, I'd probably pick G.K. Chesterton. Um, Heck yeah, that man knows how to eat, drink, and be merry. Exactly. Uh, he always had a stogie dangling out of his mouth. He loved a good glass of wine. He clearly liked food. He, let's say he, he was a man of um, hefty stature. Um, hey, Ben, you know what else he, he, he enjoyed a good... He enjoyed... In life, what? what? A solid guffaw. A solid guffaw. That's true. That's true. He'd keep the guffaws are rolling. Hey Ben, why don't you uh, give us a G.K. Chesterton guffaw? <laughs> Woohoo! You would hear a lot of that coming from Ben in uh, Chesterton's quarantine house. A lot of yeah. uh, guffawing, echoing throughout, out the windows. We'd have fun, you know. I might, I might set up a, like a slip and slide out in the backyard, and GK could put on one of those old onesie 19th century bathing suits, and we could slip and slide <laughs> together through the sprinkler. Would it be pinstriped? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, okay, GK Chesterton. That's actually a, that's actually a good answer. So. Theologian, I should say, slash... Theologian. (laughs) Slash church father. I mean, you could go anywhere up and down history with that. You could even do modern day. You know what? You know what I want to... You know who I would want to be quarantined with, Ben? I want to do a a little surprise answer and take a a modern... I guess you call him theologian. Um, I would call him a theologian. Catholic priest, passionate about evangelism. Um, I would be chilling with Bishop Robert Barron, okay? And here's why. Because R- Bishop Robert Barron has a good energy about him, a good vibe about him. And I'm all about the positive vibes, you know? Like, if I chose someone like, you know, Thomas Aquinas or something, like, I would just picture, like, a 15th century or whenever he lived maybe it's even earlier than that but 13th like 13th century good god i was way off but uh 
you know, he'd have his little hattie on and his his little like curly hair heady, and and he would, you know, I just thought he was curly hair heady. What kind of picture (laughs) of a you picture Aquinas like a like a Hasidic Jew? No, I not. I meant like little curls coming out from the sides, like a little black powdered wig or something out of his hat. And like dressed all in black, even though Baron would be in black too. But I don't know. I think Aquinas would be kind of a stick in the mud in a lot of ways. Smart, brilliant guy, committed to the faith. But I'm going to go with Bishop Robert Baron because Baron has a positive energy and he has just like his inner peace. And if I want to be with someone during quarantine, I want someone who's going to rub off their energy on me you know what i mean like i i, I want someone who's gonna project peace in our quarantine space but also have an appreciation for like the good things of life and you know baron loves him like some good movies and i mean he just has one of the most like unjudgmental personas and he just seems like he'd be an easy person to like be with that's true. You guys could you guys could kick back and watch movies with each other on Netflix, and oh, then yeah. a- after the end of every movie, just sounding from the ether, you'd hear dun 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 dun, 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 dun and he'd start giving his commentary on the movie you just watched. Just to me, just I get private commentaries, but yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I just I think I think Bishop Barron like. It's so hard for I, I this this sounds bad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like it's 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 kind of rare to find someone who truly has an air in and I'm talking in the Christian community that truly has an air of like non-judgmentalness about them, like deeply ingrained in their soul. Even a lot of great famous preachers and theologians of the faith, they still have this like twinge of judgment in them and Baron doesn't exude that and I think that is it's like the spirit of Christ that like most people don't attain not to say there isn't a line they don't have like Christian moral standards and they don't have a passion for bringing people out of sin and into the faith but despite all of that that mission there's like this total non-judgmentalness deep within them that ma- makes you makes people i think drawn to the the faith through that um i i don't see that very often and i think bishop baron carries that so that that's the type of personality i want to be quarantined with especially in tough times like like this Drew that. All right. So now we know that Brett, you know, wants Bishop Barron to slide up behind him while he's on the couch, start giving him a little back rub, speak, speak mm-hmm. some words, speak some words of peace, put a cup of coffee on the. Uh... Oh yeah, baby, that sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> All right, what's the next category? Oh, uh, let's see. By the way, I've heard that Aquinas was actually good humored, so. Just want to stick I, up for my. I don't, just want to stick up for my boy right there. I don't know why I was whooping Aquinas. I I just. I you just picture always, Aquinas like some monster, man. No, I just. When you picture Aquinas, you you picture Sweetums with a hat. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know where I got that image of Aquinas. I should probably redeem that image in my head of Aquinas. 
You should. I I, I do not suffer negative opinions about Aquinas. You know, my, you know what the irony. Pre- you know what the irony of that is is Aquinas is Bishop Barron's hero. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Aquinas. I um, I appreciate you, man. I'm sure you were good. You were good, chill, dude. Mm, I forgive you. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm. God is not just another being among many. He's the sheer act of being. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right, what's the next uh, category? I'll pray for us, St. Thomas. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the next one is you have to pick one science popularizer. And this is tough because this is one where you got to kind of throw a wrench of annoyance. You know, it can't be all fun and roses. You got to be stuck with some science. All right. All right. Yeah. There's no, there's no easy annoyance free answer to this question. All right, Ben, you want me to go first? You go. Well, alternate. I just went and you go first. Who would you want to spend quarantine with out of the science? popularizers and these are some cool cats been all the celebrities and and atheists they love these guys man they make science yeah. cool and accessible dude yeah i mean i i really can't stand almost any of them the only one that i just kind of get a kick out of is uh michio kaku so i think i'm gonna throw <laughs> i think i'm gonna go throw kaku into my uh quarantine gumbo um so right now I have uh, Michio Kaku and G.K. Chesterton. I think it'd be entertaining to what watch a, them discuss. They both have a kind of whimsical way about them, but it'd be fun to yeah. see Ches- Chesterton kind of uh, dunk on Michio Kaku's <laughs> vagaries <laughs> about flying cars and futurism and cosmology I, and stuff. I just, I just pictured giant G.K. Chesterton just like out of nowhere like soaring with the ball for a dunk like like getting mad air and then and then like makaku's face just in Ch- chesterton's like gut dude it's like chesterton oh, yeah. just slams um Kaku just gets a, a a face full of sweaty chesty shorts <laughs> let's see if i can do my cockatoo uh impression um cockatoo what's his name again <laughs> What's his name again? Michio Kaku, man. Command the myth of Kaku. See, what you don't understand is that the sciences are actually fascinating. And, 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 and what, what most people don't realize is that we are looking for answers to those questions. And, and they're readily there. And, 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 for example, going to Mars and, and beyond, it's great possibilities that more people need to be aware of. I don't know if that's a good impression or not. but I think it's pretty good. I think the only thing that took it down a notch was uh, it sounded a little too neurotic. sounded a little too um, the turtle yeah. from Rocko's Modern Life. Yeah. <laughs> Michio Kaku is like this. What we think <laughs> about, the, about the universe, it's <laughs> a very big, expansive place. Yes, that's it. Therefore... Damn, that's it flying cars (laughs) universe plus space equals flying cars to simple equations in the Uh, future the near future we'll all have jetpacks thanks kaku 
Um, okay, science popularizer. Arvin, you ready? You ready for this? You know who I would want to chill with in quarantine? Yeah. Three words. You ready? Oh, God. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Science rules. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill. All right. So, uh, are we talking uh, stage one Bill Nye or stage two <laughs> Bill Nye? You mean first form Bill Nye as opposed to final form Bill Nye? Yeah. Yeah. Which form I'm are we talking? I'm going Jolly Brunette before he grade 1990s kids show Ellen's Energy Adventure at Epcot Bill Nye. That's, that's, you know the Bill Nye and the energy ride at Epcot where he's like the jolly neighbor? He's like, whoa, we're going to the past. Dinosaurs are just cool. That yeah. Bill Nye is the one that or I Or at Disney Quest at, at the uh, oh, yeah. roller, co- roller Coaster Builder at Disney Quest. Yeah. Rest in that, peace, Disney Quest. I know. That's the Bill Nye I would want to spend quarantine with. A lot about, of enthusiasm. What about final form Bill Nye? <laughs> He's still all right. He's a little pissed. He loves to debate Ken Ham. And, uh, you know, he loves to go on CNN and talk about how all his life world-saving missions now with, you know, global warming and stuff. Uh, and he gets a little little cranky these days. But um, he'd still be okay. He still has an entertainment quality about him. Um, I would love to see him and Bishop Barron debate. Bill Nye needs to get off debating guys like Ken Ham, okay? And he needs to debate a guy like Barron, you know? Like someone who actually doesn't make category errors or have bad history or bad science. Someone who actually can meet um, Bill Nye with with the appreciation for the sciences, but also... Show him that religion is not incompatible. So yeah, those are those are my first two men. So so far, my uh, theologian is Bishop Robert Barron, and my science popularizer is Bill Nye the Science Guy. And Ben, your theologian is uh, G.K. Chesterton, and your <laughs> your science popularizer is um, Kaku. Yep. All right, so next category is uh, one uh, musician. Musician. It doesn't have to be a, a Christian Music Association musician, does it? No. So that, oh, then thank, we, God. thank God. We'd all jump out of our quarantine windows if we had to choose from the average uh, contemporary Christian artist. Whoever it would be would constantly be like busting out their acoustic guitar and trying to, trying to sing me... Uh, praise and worship song and when i wouldn't put up my hands or close my eyes they'd reprimand me for not uh, yeah constantly uh constantly giving you a little uh heads up about what the next lyrics are going to be yeah 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 all right guys sing it out this is what it's going to be this is what it's going to be all right ben who would who okay 
talking about musicians as a whole, mm-hmm. you could even do up and down history. You don't need to be alive. Who would obviously? Who would be your musician? No, I don't know. Again, I haven't thought about this at all. Nice. Man. Uh, <laughs> well, neither of you, Toots. I feel like Mozart oh, wow. would be fun because, I mean, when I picture Mozart, I, I picture the portrayal of him in Amadeus, and he just seems like a, a jaunt and a half. He, you don't think that would be annoying as crap, dude? He'd be, like, freaking giving you wedgies and, like, put, like throwing pies in your face and stuff. He'd, he'd mix things up. Listen, you, you need a wild card when you're in quarantine to to break up the monotony. You might need um, to lock Mozart in, in in a bedroom for a while too and get some peace. And just let him out. Yeah, put he'll, him in he'll a play, He'll play a beautiful music and then moon you. Yeah, and after the cheeks come out, you say you're going to time out for a few hours. So me and Chesterton can have a good combo without you freaking annoying the crap out of us. Yeah, well, so then why Mozart? Just because he's, he's just a, a hoot? Plus, he's he can like, bring some beauty into the home with his, exactly. his masterpiece? He has a one-two one, punch. He's, he's a hoot and a half, and he's obviously, you know, the greatest classical musician of all time. True that, man. Oh, goodness gracious. This is a tough one. A musician. Any, any musician up and down history. I'm totally blanking here. Let me... Lady Gaga. <laughs> the Gaga. Um, okay, okay. How about this? I'd take um, I'd take Paul McCartney, I think. I think Paul has a good personality. Like, and he's he's just a really fun person too. He, he just seems like he's always like he's he's he knows how to joke and tell a good story and just has a good inner an energy about him and i think like his sort of music would be awesome you don't need like a full band to have the full experience from him like him and a guitar like singing some classic beatles songs or mccartney songs would be would be awesome so i'm gonna i'm gonna say paul mccartney and i think he also thinks a little more deeply too so you could you could he could definitely get in the conversation a little bit with Bar- robert baron and bill nye and Talk about some different angles on some subjects, you know, between uh, Paul McCartney, Bill Nye the Science Guy, and Baron, we'd have some, some stimulating conversation that I would be able to contribute nothing to. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a solid choice. Um, okay. Yeah, Paul McCartney seems like he has a very like chill, down to earth personality more yeah. than all the other more than all the other Beatles. No doubt. Um, uh, Ringo Starr, he's like super chill, but he also is like low key full of himself for some reason. I think he, yeah. he's 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 always trying to. He's almost insecure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why. And yeah. he'd always just just be wearing some like horrible, like bedazzled, you know, heart heart t shirt and throwing up peace signs and yeah, yeah, singing Yellow Submarine on repeat. I uh, want to go down below. That's yeah, a different I song. I don't know. Is that Octopus? That's I don't Octopus's know that. Garden. <laughs> but Ringo also sang he that. He wrote that song. too, right? Oh, he sang that song. He didn't write it. I don't that. know if he wrote it. Yeah. I think George uh, Harrison wrote it. Yeah. Oh, and George Harrison had to write Ringo Starr's first solo hit. So there's that. Okay, so next is... Uh, 
one one popular preacher. A popular preacher? I, I gotta I gotta say. Oh, it does it have to be? Obviously, it doesn't have to be now. It can be any anyone up and down. Yeah, down history. Okay, mine would definitely be. Um, okay, I, I can't make a joke if I can't think of his name because a joke needs to slide quickly. I can't. I can't pause <laughs> for like twenty seconds and then say it. This is quasi humor, folks. <laughs> Get what you pay for, which is nothing. I was gonna say Jonathan Edwards, but no. Oh. <laughs> um, it'd probably be my be Matt Hurd, who if those of you haven't don't know who that is he was our pastor in our church woodman valley chapel in colorado springs and now he pastors a church in orlando northland um i actually played a clip of him in our last episode his voice so he was the one who was kind of giving uh a prayer on coronavirus um that sounded like it was during a service it was the last clip i played yeah, because you know Matt Hurd was like the my favorite pastor we had growing up, and he um, the reason I, I appreciate him so much. I mean, he's just an extremely good communicator first and foremost. But uh, beyond that, he his like like a, appreciation for certain things and the way he paints the gospel in certain contexts is exactly how I do in my own my own head, which is more through. Examples of film, of theater, art, music. Like he's real big on incorporating beauty and the arts into how he shapes and paints uh, Christian truths in his sermons. And that's like exactly what speaks to me. And, and, you know, he's like just like Baron, I think. Baron's like very similar too. I think there's a reason I'm picking these people like Robert Baron or. Matt heard it's because I I feel like they're sort of kindred spirits with me as far as how they approach the gospel is how I like to approach the gospel as far as contextualizing it in examples mainly through beauty and through the arts. So um, we would all have a grand old time watching movies together, and then uh, Matt Hurd and and Robert Barron could uh, discuss and give me commentary on it after after we watch a movie. But yeah, probably we'll Matt Hurd. Uh, we'll see if Matt Hurd comes out Catholic or Barron comes out Protestant. <laughs> yeah, Matt Hurd is like the Protestant evangelical version of. Robert Barron. Yeah, he, they are very similar. Yeah. You know, I, I actually just have to agree with you on this one. I'd love, yeah. love to kick back and ch- chill with the herd. Definitely. See well, how why, we can... Why, uh, why for you, Ben? Because he would uh, let us know how to live life with a capital L in quarantine, baby. Oh, yeah. Or kick the tires. Yeah. yeah. Matt Hurd was a man of many uh, catchphrases. They were good, though. They were good yeah. catchphrases. Okay, so we're in agreement on one of ours. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is one uh, historical figure. Does any historical figure? Uh, yeah. That's easy for me. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham All right. Lincoln. All right. I, I'm not. I have. I'm not fascinated more with probably any other historical figure more than. A good old honest Abe, because it's it's he's like close enough in history to our modern time where it's like you can reach out and you can just sort of 
grasp stroke, it. Stroke that strong jawline. Stroke that beard. But it's like just far enough away where it's still like kind of this mythical man that he's become. And he just seems like one of the most interesting people in history. Just like the way he looked, like how he came up, the time period he lived in, the complexities of who he was. I, I just think he would be a fascinating person to ha have in quarantine to just be the unique, interesting, deeply smart, humored, a man who almost lived in a sort of higher space of calling, you know, that comes out in his speeches and, you know, the Civil War and the leadership he had. Just keep well, in mind, he, you, you're not chilling with the Honest Abe and, you know, uh, in, in, uh, in an audience where he's at a podium. You're chilling with Honest Abe where he has his, his feet kicked up on your couch. He, no, no. Eating I, all your I, popcorn. I know. I that's why I preface it by saying very smart, interesting, humored guy. But I, I was also just keeping in mind that he did have this sort of higher calling public persona as well. I'm, what I'm trying to paint is he's a very com complex person. Yeah. That had a lot of different sides to him. But I, yeah, the reason I want to be quarantined, they believe, because I want to see the day to day kick feet back, chill, have a conversation, Abraham Lincoln. He's joking around and stuff. That's what I, that's, I want to, I want to bring the mythical man down to like, how was he really, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to say Abraham Lincoln. Does he, does he butter his popcorn like the rest of us? Does he, does he take, does he take cream or, or does he like his coffee black? I think he'd be a man who likes his coffee black and just like salted popcorn, no butter. Yeah, true that. He'd probably Ooh, be confused about the concept of, you know, buttered, buttered popcorn. I'm just going to make this fa historical factoid up. Buttered popcorn was only invented long after the time of A. Before that, it was only salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's not true, but okay, Ben. All right, what, uh, what, who would be your historical figure? I'm really interested in like Roman and Byzantium history. Nero? Oh uh, no, I don't want. Oh, I don't want to be lit on fire. While I'm <laughs> Instead of a lamp on the end table in the living room, it's just been on a stake on fire as uh, yep. Nero watches uh, uh, the Ozarks on Netflix. Yeah, eating gummy bears or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually I would say, yeah, like, you know, really iconic American figures, especially the founding fathers, like Madison and Hamilton and people. Oh, like yeah. That. Oh, yeah. But Thomas Jefferson. yeah, again, I kind of want to mix it up. So I'm going to say Constantine the Great. Wow. Constantine, yeah. huh? Why? Yeah. I just feel like he's also just a very interesting, like, mythic kind of figure. I'd want to, yeah. like, ask him, like, what and whether, you know, he had the experience. I forgot what the battle, the famous battle was called, but where I he, know. you know. I know what you're talking about. Like, where, where he, he sees the, he the, the sign of the cross. Not the risen Christ. He thought oh, he, he was saw... the sign of the cross. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going Paul the Apostle with it. Yeah, you're talking about no. the, the cross. <laughs> yeah, he thought he saw, like, the sign of the cross and the sky or he, and he had a dream uh, also i get there are a lot of like mixed accounts of what happened but the idea yeah. is that he, he had a vision somehow of a cross and 
God communicated to him, like, in this sign, you will conquer. Yeah. And he's, you know, supposedly, Eusebius says he was converted because of this. Obviously, you know, he was the first uh, person that made Christianity legal in the, in the Roman Empire and started the process of the Christianization of the empire that kind of came to a climax with Justinian. Yeah, so I just kind of want to know, because that, him as a figure was such a crucial turning point figure in the history of Christianity, you know, becoming really widespread and kind of institutionalized. And so I'd want to know, like, what he actually experienced, why he waited till his deathbed to be baptized. I um, know that. It's an interesting fact about him. A lot of people think it was because, you know, the church taught that right after you're baptized, you, you, ha you know, you're completely pure. So he wanted to make sure that he, uh, when he died, he wasn't in a, you know, a state that could get him wow. damned. So he waited to be baptized at the end of his life. And just, wow. you know, he was, he was, he was there at the, the council of Nicaea. Um, presiding over that. So I just feel like he just a lot of fascinating conversations, a really interesting figure. Yeah, definitely. All right, Ben. Um, I'm sure Chester, Chesterton would like to have him there too. So, Oh, yeah, there you go. You're looking out for your boy, Chesterton. Yeah. And again, I used to have a much more, again, because of the kind of Greg Boyd kind of influence, the kind of neo-Anabaptist influence, Screw yeah. Constantine. Yeah, a very radically anti-Constantine kind of view. Um, I've come to have more of a positive view of Constantine, or I'm more open to the positive aspects of Constantine and the Christianization of the empire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, and also just be interesting to talk to someone who was a Roman emperor, period. Like, what was that like? Oh, definitely. You know? <laughs> definitely. Okay, so the last category, and by the way, folks, we're going to try to start doing episodes that are a little shorter now. I think we'll probably try to keep it more between, you know, 30 minutes and under to 45, under an hour more so. If you, yeah. we've, up till now, we've been doing more long form episodes, but uh, we kind of wanted to start giving you all a little more digestible content and more kind of focused discussion. So, yeah, um, definitely. So keep, so that being said, this is the last category. I decided to throw this in as a, a complete wild card, Joker card maybe, which is a, a one Muppet. What Muppet would you want <laughs> to be part of your quarantine crew? And why don't you start Muppet? us off, Brett? Oh, man. It's a tough one. I think it has to be Sweetums. And those listeners who don't know who Sweetums is, he's the giant hair like brown hairy like monster dude who's always like getting left behind whenever the muppets are leaving in a car or something oh wait up wait up guys <laughs> hold on <laughs> oh thank you very much hey we're all going to hollywood you want to come with us hollywood whoa, 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 whoa. strange you just ran away well move and run along fuzzy yes sir <laughs> Watch where you're going now, Fuzzy. Yes, sir. Hey! Hey, where are you going? Hey, wait for me! Hey, I want to go to Hollywood! Hey, wait for me! Come on, guys! Wait, please! I want to go to Hollywood! 
Sweetums, first of all, he's an enthusiastic guy, you know. I can just see all of us sitting in a circle having a deep theological conversation. You know, you got Abraham Lincoln putting his two cents in. You would have Barron pontificating with his finger. Um, Paul McCartney would be singing us a little bit of a song. And the whole time I can just see Sweetum sitting there among us, not really contributing much, but just just drinking in what we're all saying. Just giving us all affirmation with this giant head and this big agaping mouth with the big smile nodding his giant head. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point, Brett. Yeah. So I think he yeah. would just give us a lot of positive reinforcement. And I think he's also a man who's not a Muppet, I should say, who's not afraid to um, – be selfless and, and, and run a little errand to the kitchen to grab me a Diet Coke. You know what I mean? Like, yo, Sweetums, can you go grab me a Coke? I think he would jump right up, run into the kitchen and grab it and bring it back. I just think he's a selfless dude. So um, I got to I gotta say it'd be my boy, Sweetums. That's a solid choice. It, it would be nice to have that, that big Sweetums energy. And he'd, he'd be a great cuddle buddy. A great cuddle buddy. You know what I mean? Just that, that soft brown mane of his just to bury That's my true. head under that. Fall asleep, yeah. That's and true. also, if anyone, if it, we have an intruder and anyone tries to break in, Sweetums would just right hook him right in the face. <laughs> okay. Listen, if, like if, there, if there's one thing you don't want to see the second you open a door <laughs> that you're that you're burglaring, it's is Sweetums standing there perfectly still in the darkness. Exactly. All right, who would your Muppet be? Oh man, I mean, my favorite Muppet has always been Gonzo. Um, Gonzo the Great, Gonzo the Great. But with all the, with everything that's already going on in my house, especially with Mozart going crazy, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot Gon- happening. Yeah, I mean, Gonzo likes to fire himself out of cannons. He likes to flirt with chickens. Yeah, pure chaos. Yeah. So, although Gonzo is my favorite, objectively, I don't know if I'd want him in my quarantine, quarantine, if you will. Nice. Um, let's see. I mean, Sam Eagle would be a good choice. He also kind of hang back, but give funny little kind of assertive contributions off and on. No, I love me. I love me some Sam Eagle. Yeah. Um, you know who I'd want? I want Rizzo the Rat. Hello. Welcome to the Muppet Christmas Carol. I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. My name is Charles Dickens. And my name is Rizzo the Rat. Hey, wait a second. You're not Charles Dickens. I am too. No, a blue furry Charles Dickens who hangs out with a rat. Absolutely. Charles Dickens was a 19th century novelist. A genius. Oh, you were too kind. Why should I believe you? I had a feeling you were going to go the route of the Rizzo. Yeah. Why? It's a trustworthy route. You need need a good uh, Brooklyn, like, wise guy uh, voice. Yeah, he's always... He's always there with the wise cracks. He's funny, but because he's a rat, you know, he, he'd be kind of out of the way. Wouldn't add too much to the crowd, you know? Yeah. He'd always be kind of like, you know, sitting there kind of spazzing out and, like, <laughs> and add a little witticism. And he's always yeah, down I, to help out. Yeah. Well, I think his real like street humor w- w- would be needed at times with these epic conversations you'd be having with the others, you know? Yeah, you he would always has funny kind of... like comments on the 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 situation that's happening. He's a good guy. He kind of breaks the fourth yeah. wall. So let's uh, let's summarize our quarantines again, in case people have forgotten. 
by now, okay. and then we'll uh, so we'll wrap up the cast. All right. So Sounds who was good. your team? Who was your team? My so- All Star Quarantine team is Bishop Robert Barron, Bill Nye the Science Guy. All right, and you got to picture all these guys like coming out like at the beginning of an All Star <laughs> ba- ba- basketball game. With their jerseys on. Ladies and gentlemen, now time for Brett's starting lineup of quarantine folk. Number one, coming in at center, the pointy finger Baron, Bishop Robert Baron. Coming in at small forward, we have Bill Nye the Science Guy. And now at power forward, the beast I knew within, it. we have Sweetums. Coming in at shooting guard, we have the man of Liverpool, Paul McCartney. Last but not least, clocking in at a cool six foot five. Holding it down in the low post, honest Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, honest Dave goes hard in the paint, baby. <laughs> Is that all? Did I miss somebody? No, that's everyone, I think. All right, your turn. Coming in, my power forward, obviously, is GK. Oh, man, he, he throws bows in the paint. I'm yeah, sure. he, knows, he knows how to box out, man. He, he knows how to get, the, <laughs> oh, get, those re- get those rebounds. If there's one thing I wouldn't want to have to do is take a box out from GK Chesterton in a pickup game, man. He'd put me on my back. And his belly would just launch you into the rafters, man. <laughs> Coming in at uh, shooting guard, I guess, is uh, <laughs> Michio Kaku. Oh, man. Mukaku! Everyone in the audience goes, who, ku, ku, ku. Does his hair be in a ponytail, man? That's the question. Yeah. Oh, man, did I pick a... Oh, yeah, we picked the same preacher, yeah, so we got Matt Oh, Hurd. yeah, Heard. I didn't even say Matt Heard, did I? Oh, yeah, you didn't. I yeah. missed him. All right, well, we'll right. join. We both stand at the same time. We both have Matt Heard. All right. What what position is Matt Heard? Um, Matt Heard would be the sixth man off the bench, you know? Like, <laughs> he's the he's the least famous out of everyone, but near and dear to her own heart, so he'd be, he'd be sixth man of the year coming yeah. off. All right, and then uh, we got Mozart coming in at point guard. Uh, you know he's he's holding it down. He's calling shots. Oh man, uh, who's my historical figure? Oh yeah, we got Constantine. Constantine, the baller. Yeah, he's at his small forward a thing. Something like that. I always forget what all the positions are. Here we got we got Constantine. He's gonna he's gonna throw it down. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's the j- one jam fest. Oh yeah, with full imperial garb. Oh yeah, just dunking from from the uh, free throw line. He's gonna be holding a cross in his left hand and jamming on it with his right hand. <laughs> with this ball, I will conquer. Just <laughs> Yeah, baby, we got Constantine the Great coming in with the slam jam jam lamp. <laughs> baby, this is a diaper dandy from the th- fourth century. <laughs> uh, 
and horrible then, TV impression. And then we got Rizzo the Rat, who uh, accidentally, you know, gets caught up in an alley alley oop and gets slammed in the in the basket himself. That oh, sort yeah. of zany, zany thing usually happens to Rizzo. So. Uh, yeah, that's a and, th and then it'd be hanging from the rim afterwards, kind of spazzing out like, Hey, you guys! Someone get me down from here! Oh. Yeah. 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 Alright, so thanks for joining us, Theologizers. We'll uh, catch you next mm -hmm. time. Think of another uh, good and kind of shorter topic. Peace out, Theologizers. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, remember, when you go to bed tonight, Sweetums will be watching you with perfect stillness at the foot of your bed. Indeed. Peace out, Theologizers. This is the Theobros Podcast.